for the brothers that don't be knowing. What's up? He is Troy Abbott. PT. Yes, sir. My name is AJ My Smith, name is strength coach, owner what? here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness podcast. Let's get it. Yeah, All right, what's going on, guys? Uh, episode 14. That's yeah. One. yeah. Last week was 13. Oh, let me do got this. Got over the unlucky 13. Yeah, we got over the uh, unlucky 13. And we're, and we're still being, going. We're, we're being pretty disrespectful today because uh, we've moved the podcast studio, so one microphone, our coffee cups and my laptop, uh, yep. we've moved it into the living room so we can watch uh, Game 5 of the NBA Finals. So if we zone out every now yeah, and then, so, it's... Uh... So if you hear us, like we're probably going to half commentate. So um, <laughs> We're at third quarter right yeah, now? Yeah, third quarter, 77-71 to Golden State. So oh, okay. For Katie too, this is basketball. The yep. game is basketball. Basketball, okay? just, all right. Just so she knows. <laughs> um, let me uh, apologise first. If it, if it starts raining... Um, we record these on Tuesday, so it's a pretty shitty day today. If it starts raining, you're going to hear some background noise, so I think it'll add to that yeah, just give ambience. It, yeah, a bit of mood. The ambience. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're, we're both going for... See, I don't mind if Golden State win this, because I want it to yeah. go to... I sort of want it to go for, to seven games. Me too. I'm with you. Um, but let's discuss the biggest thing of this game. Kevin Durant came back from a calf injury, and it seems he came back too early. He did. Way too early. Yeah. So there's there's a fair few things um, on the line with that. So obviously his team's down three one. Um, he's a massive part of it. They they basically need him to win. Yeah. You'd say at this point it's three well, one down. Were, they need. They him were to leading win. with him in, weren't they? Half yeah. time. So. Yeah. Well, they yeah. Um, he's off contract or he's a free agent at the end of the year. So his injury now could impact. I don't think it will because he's Kevin Durant, as yeah. he likes to say. Yep. Um, I don't think it will impact his next contract, but he might be, he might turn up to his new team injured. And like you say, the way he grabbed at his, at his ankle, oh, it's definitely it is looked a very low. Man. They said it's it was low. a calf injury or a lower leg injury, but they're just, I don't know. Cause it was even lower today than when he, where he grabbed it. Achilles, um, you, can, you can be out a whole year if you do a oh, good yeah. job on it, can't you? He so. didn't seem in too much pain though. Yeah, That's the true. thing, but he knew, he definitely knew what happened. Um, so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens the rest of this game. So we've got a one and a bit quarters left. So Clay Thompson's killing it. Yeah, we're going to watch it uh, while we do the podcast. Now, um, what have we got to go over today? So we're going to go... Uh, we have one main topic, and then we're going to get into some listener topics as we do. Uh, let's first go over one other one other thing I think we need to bring up. Ash Barty won the French Open. Did she win it? Yeah. I know she got into the final. But... Yeah, so Ash, we've got a, a, a wow. woman... Women's uh, on the clay grand, court too. Yeah, women's is, Grand Slam winner, which is huge. Ah, uh, that's tennis, Katie. That's just to yep, let you know. Tennis, tennis. That's the game. That's uh, with the with the ball and rackets <laughs> and a net. Okay, um, so she won that. So we got to bring that up because uh, I don't know. It's easy to sort of sometimes skip over the female achievements in sports. That's so huge. and she's that's a huge. WA girl as well, isn't she? That's like yeah, is she it, is. I don't think anyone's done that for like. A fair oh, bit been, of time, it's eh? It's been like, ages, man. It's been ages. I on couldn't the clay name, court. I couldn't name you the last Aussie female who it's won. probably a, since we've been alive, mate. Yeah. So. No, they wouldn't have. So. Um, I'm trying to open this on my phone here. Uh, so, what's been happening at the gym, man? You've still got a couple of spaces left in your group yep, class? Yep, still, Run us through that. So, uh, that'll be in two weeks' time, starting up a new block of training. We've still got the old group following through at the moment, so just a few more spaces to fill in. Sweet. Um, over the next couple of weeks so yeah if you 
mostly targeting towards the girls getting the gym as you are with the, the strength stuff as well yep um, but yeah if if you're interested um, get in contact with us and um, yeah there's a few spots available so sweet alright that's not working on my phone um, yeah I started uh, well I put up the strong chicks stuff a while back um, and I was just getting some interest and um, it's yeah it's already done so the eight, sold out yeah the 8 spots we're actually got 10 already so sweet you gotta keep them on their toes so Ten's probably a good number, but if uh, if it's anything like before, there's always a couple that'll drop out. Yeah, like you you sort of take that into account. So we've got ten girls signed up for that. They're going to start in July, um, and it's going to be uh, plenty of well breaking down the fundamentals and getting stuck into all the big lifts and uh, giving them some confidence. How good and is some it knowledge. with um, strength training with girls at the moment? Seems to be the thing, isn't well, it? Like it's, it's it's the best way to train for, yeah. for for all of their goals. You know, their goals are. <laughs> For using that terrible term to tone up, yeah, and that's like strength training is that's what you the do. Best way to do that's it. That's how you do it. So, yeah. um, I think it's not lost on people these days. They just, um, if anything, they just do need people like us with that little bit of guidance to give them some confidence. Yeah, um, and once they got the confidence, then they're off and laughing. That's so, it. Um, today our main topic is going to be on youth resistance training. So this is a big one for me because um, I don't know. I I just like to. I like to sort of, I don't know, say mo- not motivate, but influence yep. you know the youngsters in a in a positive way. And for me, that's always by sort of, um, of- setting an example and and yep. and showing them that you know hard work is good work, and you know it'll it, like it's a it's a good trait to have to not be afraid to sort of uh, get stuck in. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously, having the uh, the sports science background. Uh, we go into it a, a fair bit with uh, juniors, junior athletes, long-term development, all yep. that sort of stuff. So I've been running the Strong Kids program um, a fair few times now. I'm even thinking of maybe just having it permanently on a, on a Monday. Um, a kids, don't even like calling it kids, a kids and youth session because I, f- I feel like the sort of 12 to 17 gets missed as well. Yeah, they do. Um, they sort of have a lot going on. You know, they're not, I don't know, they're, they're sort of start getting a bit more independence and that sort of stuff. And yep. I feel like you could you can change kids' lives by, you know, getting them in the gym and, and you can set them on a, on a path. Yeah, that you could can be a positive role model for exactly. them. Exactly. Sure. So I, I remember the guys that, the coaches that I trained under as a, well, I was sort of more like 15, 16. Yep. Um, and it just, you know, it set me up into my career, into my... I think I did for me too, that yeah. just a little bit of discipline with my boxing coach and that when I was a kid and that yep. and just... So I think it's... um. It's a topic that we touched a little bit on uh, older populations last week. So yep. I thought this week... I like be, this um, one. It's good. It'll be spot still, on, yeah. There's and still a lot of that stigma as well with, you know, yeah, resistance so we're gonna, training with kids as we're well. We're going to go into um, some misconceptions and stuff like that. Yep. And I wanted to chat to you about it because you've obviously got like a million kids. Yep. Um, okay, and I've basketball got, team coming. Yeah, I've got, uh, you know, one who... I've got a dunk in the basketball though. yeah. I've, I've, got to already. The, I've got her putting the ball in the hoop. She, and then she grabs the foam roller and puts that in the hoop as well. Whenever she comes to gym, she goes straight for that basketball. Yeah, she man, does so love she, the basketball. So. I can't really get her on the skateboard just yet, but um, <laughs> we'll see. So, yeah, I wanted to talk to you a bit about it and how you go about yep. um, getting your kids up and about and motivating them. Do you? They're do you not the bother? T- they're the toughest ones is it out tough? anyone. That it sort is. of stuff. So yeah. I want to talk to you about it. So yep. uh, when it comes to res- uh, resistance training for uh, kids... Uh, one thing I want to make note of is um, training age. So just before we start throwing out terms, so training age is 
basically the amount of time the kids have had training. Yep. So um, just so we're not throwing terms around and people are like, what do they mean by training age? So um, if you're, you know, if you're 14 years old and you're just starting training, your training age is zero. Yep. And you could be 30 years old and have a training age of zero. Exactly. Yep. Um, when I was 30, I probably had a training age of 16. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even more. So um, that's one term that I just wanted to sort of uh, make note of. And when we look at sort of youth, like youths, kids, um, we see girls normally start their growth sport, growth spurt a little bit earlier. Yep. Um, and then sort of uh, nine and a half to fourteen and a half, they reckon. Um, boys a little bit later, ten and a half, and they and it sort of peaks out at at sixteen. So when it comes to resistance training, we know like kids can increase their muscular strength um, above and beyond that of maturation and growth. So 30 to 40% increases in strength um, can be seen with short-term training. Yeah. Um, so, you, like, it's it's definitely beneficial. Yeah. Um, and we, I want to get into and sort of break down what we mean by training and strength training as well because it doesn't, all, doesn't always mean heavy barbells. That's it. Um, most of the improvements, and this is, this is um, something to make note of, most of the improvements are, are neurological, so they're not exactly, well, they're not by making the kids bigger. Yep. It's it's motor learning, it's nervous system, it's motor control, that sort of stuff. Yep. That makes them stronger. You're setting um, up a foundation for them. That's exactly it. So you're setting up that foundation and then obviously as they get uh, into sort of uh, pre-teen and pre-adolescence, they start having those increases in, you know, growth hormones. Yep. Um, and then they add that mass to that good nervous system that they've already trained and now you know they're a good, they're a good athlete yeah that's the best of both worlds both worlds sort of thing yeah um so when it comes to training and i'll just use training and that to me takes into account everything that we do so it's strength training it's coordination it's flexibility it's cardiovascular yep. so we'll just call it training uh improves overall health and wellness improves motor skills reduces injury rates in other sports uh improves sports performance um so I think that's important and um, something something that we need to, as coaches uh, as or as fitness professionals, get across to uh, other coaches, team coaches and and uh, parents that it's not just all heavy barbell, lift, 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 yep. like what they've seen Arnie do, yep. that yep. sort of stuff. It's, You're training very differently. For the- it's, um, it's movement patterns, it's, it's coordination, it's control, so we call it an integrative integrative training model so we're, we're looking at muscular strength muscular endurance cardiovascular training flexibility balance coordination big the big one for me is games as well yeah so keeping training fun i was talking to kelly keeping about engaged. yeah so I, I had this um strong kids session last night and i came home and i was sort of chatting to kelly about it cause she's a teacher so she's done you know early childhood studies and all that sort of stuff she yep. deals with kids every day yep and it's i think i feel like you know she, I was asking her, I was like, how do we get, when those kids don't want to do it, how do you get them up and about without just being like, hurrah sort of thing? Yeah. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about because it's, for me, I'm just like, I want to just be like, let's go, mate, come on. And they're just like, nah, they're off with the fairies. And it it sort of makes me, I don't know, I I don't know where to go to after they're like, nah, it's not happening. Yeah, that is, that's I, I suppose sometimes you just have to think, oh, it's not happening today. Yep. and leave them to it yep. and worry about it next time. Yep. Maybe chat to them afterwards and say, oh, I, know, I know you can do better, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of this at the moment, actually. So this is this is a tough one. That is mm-hmm. a tough one to go through with. So what would both you... my uh, younger two boys are both starting to get into a little bit more competitive sort of base sport, and um, they're both completely different personality types. Yeah. So uh, they both play footy at the moment, and uh, went to watch both their games on the weekend. I don't get to usually see the young fella, mm-hmm. the littlest one, uh, but he's just. He, he loves it, so that the, he, he loves being out there and he's having a good time, but he's just, that ball will go past and he wouldn't even notice it's there. So he's just a uh, so very chatty kid, very sociable kid. So he's become, a best, he's become and, best friends to the guy who's yeah, marking him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the other one who just sees the ball and he just gets in there and, you know, he's. Yeah. I, I was very similar to that. I just wanted to be as competitive and the best I could. Um, yeah. But, yeah, but at the end of the day, I, I loved watching the little fella because he's just... He's having a good time. Like at the end of yeah, the day, I sort of thought is, I'd love for him to get in there and have a crack. But you know, if he's smiling, he's happy, he's outside, and he's yep. making friends, and he's doing it. You know, he's doing something physical. And every now and then, he might actually go for the ball. And I'll be patient with him. Let How him see. How old is he? He's six. So okay, yeah. So he is very young. And and to be honest, his um younger brother was, was kind of similar when he first started too. Yep. Um, but then also I've just started him in an MMA fighting, which yep. is. He's been bugging me about this for ages. He wants to get into the fighting, um, and he loves it. And okay. the, I've seen like he's only gone a couple of classes. Yeah. But he's the how interested interested he is in class with the MMA stuff compared yep. to footy. Okay. I'm like, oh, maybe it's, it's more, just a sport. more one on one, or he just enjoys that that sport. I don't, I don't know. He just really oh, with footy. I think I just sort of pushed him and said, "Hey, mate, we're playing footy here. Yeah. I'll sign okay. you up." Whereas this was like, "Dad, I want to do fighting. Yep, I want, yep, I want yep. to do this." And I was like, "All right, we'll go." So this was his choice of I want to go do this. Okay. And um, I suppose that sort of um, yeah that that takes us to maybe like our, our sort of next point is that and and we touched on it I think in one of our episodes our favorite athletes. Yep. That like specialization at a young age isn't isn't good for most sports. Yeah. So when you look at sports, um, you've got like artistic sports like aerobics, diving, figure skating, gymnastics. There, it's. You have to specialise in them early, yep. Um, because you go sort of past that your, point. Your career is going to be ended by the time. Yeah, your career, your career is done anyways. when you're like, yeah, nearly a teenager. Yep. Um, but then for most other sports, you know, you want to, you, you want that generalised approach to it. You yep. still want to be playing the sport that you're going to be good at. Yeah. In air quotes, um, but you want to sort of be diverse in what you're doing. Definitely. So it's not all just like golf, 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 golf. It's, That's it golf and tennis or yep. you know that's the way my parents did it they just i didn't even know what sports i was playing half the time they're just like oh you're going to do hockey now or you're going to go play yep. tennis and i just did so many different random sports and yeah um and i think after a while they realized you know um the ones that i you know i wanted to stick at were the ones that i ended up doing a little bit more as i got to those teenage years so. yeah i think this the sports are sort of uh as a kid i remember so obviously rugby i like i played like organized rugby um, played organized cricket, kanga cricket, played organized basketball. Um, yep. And then at school, probably played footy at lunchtime and recess. Yep. And then some soccer at lunchtime and recess, like yep. more so footy. Um, but you, you sort of look at that and say, well, that's a good general, like you're playing. Obviously, the, most of them are ball sports. All of them are ball sports, right? Yeah. But they involve running. They involve yep. jumping, some with contact, some without contact. Some's like hand-eye coordination that sort of stuff. So it, it's definitely, I feel, I feel like when I, when I was growing up, that was like pretty much standard, you know, like kids, yeah. 
most of the boys play. Um, you play your winter sport and your summer sport. Yeah, you got and... a you got a winter sport, summer sport. Um, most of the boys would play, you know, footy. There was only a couple of us that played rugby. Yep. Um, but yeah, it all goes, it all goes sort of hand in hand in creating like general capabilities: running, jumping, changing direction, hand-eye coordination, yep. all that sort of stuff. So that's definitely. That's um, I don't know. Maybe, you know, with the footy and the fighting. Yeah. You know, the, the the footy will end up helping. Hopefully the fighting doesn't That's help, it. help the footy gonna, too much. I was thinking about it. <laughs> he I starts take... blueing on, well, choking he, dudes I'm out on joking, the football field. I'm not joking, but I did watch... It was the first time I watched him, and he just kept going up to kids and giving them little punches, and I'm like, oh, no. No. No, mate. I've got to tell him there's a place Dude, for that, time and a place I, for I, it. And... Saying that, though, I, <laughs> I had started BJJ, and I'm talking like legit the whitest of white belt. Like, my white belt was clear. Yeah. Like, I didn't know the difference between, like, guard and mount, which are totally, like opposite positions yeah. yeah um and then rugby field so this is probably the last season i played someone was sort of scrapping me you know after the ball sort of thing and i i got like a a little legit like uh what was it called a little baseball bat choke on him and he was like what the fuck <laughs> like you know you're just scrapping sort of on the yeah, ground and yeah. they won't let you get just up. a natural instinct from and, and so yeah i just got that little baseball bat choke on and like put my forearm th- like into in towards his neck and he knew about <laughs> it straight away and i was just like oh that was helpful maybe i should have been doing this before oh. anyway that's a bit of a sidebar on that that was funny yeah. Um, and he got up and was like, fucking hell, I won't hold him oh, down. You won't do that again? Yeah, yeah won't that's do that it. shit again. <laughs> um, yeah, so the early specialization, obviously you've got those freaks in nature. And we did touch on this yeah. a little bit with our favorite athletes. You've got those freaks in nature. Um, but it's uh, it's definitely, there's those handful of sports which are like, we've got them down as aerobic and artistic, really. Yeah. Yeah, like diving, figure skating, those sort of ones. Um, and then the uh, just general sports, you, you look at, I think it was Roger Federer is a good example. I think he played heaps of um, soccer as a kid growing yeah, up. Right. Still playing tennis. That. Yep, yep. Um, but then you've got the opposite. In, in it's likes. amazing the carryover though as well because uh, a lot of good AFL players are really good M, um, basketball players. Yep. And you watch how they move, like their well, lateral movement yeah, and stuff. Yeah, jumping, like it's... ball. Like you go from that ball, man, AFL players should be able to catch a rugby ball and a basketball and everything else. Yeah. Because a football is it's shit man like yeah. it hasn't evolved since like the 1800s <laughs> yeah it's the same ball it's useless yeah um so yeah they should be catching round balls and rugby <laughs> balls pretty easy oh they're coming back oh it's closed up 88 82 yeah so um moving on let's go over some um common misconceptions so <clears throat> i didn't really look into why these are misconceptions but i think i've got a bit of an idea like um so the biggest one is the old stunts growth. Yeah, that was the first one I was um, And I feel like that's more, when you look at old, like, ollie, ollie lifters, yep. a lot of the good ones were shorter in stature. That's it. So it was more of a chicken egg sort of thing. That's it. Whereas the shorter guys were good at it, so people thought they were short because they did it. Yeah, it's like the basketball players, they're, they're, they're tall. Oh, basketball they're makes you tall. Yeah, that's you know right. we're not going to go that way, are we? Like, exactly. Oh, basketball makes you tall. Look at these guys. We should play basketball. It's like, well, that was no. the case, I would play a hell of a lot more basketball. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's completely like, um, it's basically just a myth. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to it at all. Yeah. Um, shorter, stockier people with smaller levers generally are better at weightlifting, yeah. powerlifting to a certain degree. And I feel like that, uh, that that sort of might have created that misconception. Yeah. Uh, but it, there's definitely it's funny actually. Um, no reason that you would uh, would say like, oh, they can't do. I hate to use the word resistance training. They can't do training. Yeah. 
like in the gym or otherwise or off the field, they can't do that because it might stunt their growth. It just you still hear it too, which is oh yeah. If anything, I'd say, oh, that's a big block, Ibaka, still my boy. Um, If anything, I think it might even uh, training would probably help uh, in regards to growth hormone all that sort of stuff. I think um, it would be more beneficial. Oh, he's in a moon boot and he's on crutches. Fuck. We can put weight on it. Oh, there's nothing going through that, no. though, with that moon boot on. I wonder if he stays. I reckon he stays in Golden State now. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I, th- I think, uh, yeah, so it, it's important to let people know that the, the, the growth being stunted is just not a thing. Yeah. Um, resist- resistance training is actually going to improve bone density. And this that's not just for, like, kids. Kids, that's everyone. That's yeah. everyone. So... Um, with that being the case, it can sort of uh, attenuate the development of osteoporosis later in life. Yep. So if you've got nice, strong bones, basically, like with high bone uh, density, you're going to be sort of have a protective effect yep. um, throughout life. Um, resistance training can actually reduce injury rates in sports. And we're going to look a little bit later, I'll bring it up, um, the actual injuries per 100 or 1,000 hours of uh, participation in certain sports. There's one that I, that is it's pretty funny to me, yeah. um, and then fifty percent of overuse injuries can be removed with proper preparation. So you've got, you know, say you've got these kids that are just playing football, just playing football, just playing football, not doing any strength work, not yep. doing any balance coordination. They, yes, they're going to be good at football, but are they going to be prepared for the competition side of it? Yep. And you you do see that a lot with, um, you know, some of the the more voluminous sports where kids are just like hammered, but they're not, they're not sort of, uh, oh, what's the word? Prepared, ready. Yeah, they're not prepared yep. um, to take those sort of workloads. And, and I think that's when doing that ASCA course, they were pretty big on this actually when doing the strength conditioning yeah, course so about the... You can't just like hammer these kids into the ground. Like, yes, hard training's good. Yep. I'm definitely one for hard training, but you can't just hard train all the time because... One, with kids, they're going to be like very disinterested pretty quickly yep. if that's all it is. Yep. But if it's, you know, if it's structured and organized and, you know, there is recovery built into it, um, you can build a resilient athlete. That's the word I was looking for. Yep. So, yep. so um, and that's where the off-field preparation and training, be it resistance training, be it just off-field, um, non-sport-based training, yep. physical preparation, that's where you can build up that resiliency so you can handle the, the rigors of, you know, the competitive season That's it. And, and sort of a, a competitive career as well. Um, when we look at sort of guidelines for um, coaches, now this could be, we can talk on this because I don't think we're going to go for too long today. Yep. Um, we're only going for about 25 minutes. So um, guidelines for coaches are prior screening. So for me, every, every time you have an athlete in doing anything, the whole thing's a screening. So I went through that process of, um, you know, range of motion testing. um, You could call it functional ability testing. But I know where I want to get most of my athletes. I want them to be able to squat. I want them to be able to hinge. I want them to be able to balance on one leg, push, pull, that sort of stuff. So I get straight to that. And then I use that. All right, this is how I want you to do it. They show me, yep. that's the screening, yep. rather than having, um, and I know the the big one is the FMS, 
yeah um the functional movement screening which is like it's a pay, like you pay for the system and then there's corrective exercises off the back of that yeah right. and there is merit to it but it doesn't diagnose injury uh and it doesn't predict predict future injury yeah so for me i i sort of look at i've as a coach i sort of say i've got the expertise to know okay someone can't do this why is that let's implement something for let's it without going to yeah to do <clears throat> apparently there's a video of um dimitri klokov who's uh i think he was a olympic silver medalist weightlifter and world champion multiple world champion maybe in weightlifting and apparently his fms is just all over the place like he can't do it yeah right yeah so and that's like one of the best um you know weightlifters of all time sort of thing so uh, it doesn't, yeah, like I said, it doesn't predict injury and it doesn't, it doesn't diagnose injury either. So for me, just seeing how the kids run, how they move, yep. um, is like, is the screen. The other thing for me is like, if there's not a risk there, does it really matter if a kid is jumping and landing with like a bit of knee valgus, yep. right? They're going to be doing that throughout their whole life. Off play equipment, in, in the sports, they're playing at recess, lunch, all that sort of stuff. That's it. Is, it. is it that bad that they continue to do it? Do we need a screening to say you cannot do that anymore? Or do you just, yeah. as you go, say, try and keep your knees out? Well, that's it. And give trying them, to tell a 10-year-old kid to stop jumping. Yeah, give them, <laughs> give them cues as they're going. I want yeah. you to try and do it like this rather than like, oh, I notice you've got knee valgus. We're going to do this, yeah. this, this before that. Like, do you know where I'm coming from I with do, that? Yeah. So and I'll always bring it back to kicking a football. To start with, the ball's on the ground and all you're trying to do is hit it with your foot. Yeah. And then eventually you're holding it like all mung in your hands. You throw it up in the air. You try and time it so you can hit your foot. Yeah. All right. You need to go through that process and do those terrible kicks and like to learn how to kick it properly, right? That's and it. And then every kick starts to look the same, you know? Yep. Um, so I feel like with some movement patterns, just, like you've got to get some time. Yeah. You've just, got to go through those bad squats, yep. those bad hinges yep. to a certain degree to get to the, to learn to be able to do it. Because sometimes does, it doesn't just click straight away that's too. That's exactly with people, it. You know? and, so and I feel if we if you look at what people do all day, every day, especially if someone's got like a laborious job, um, is deadlifting 30 kilos off the floor with bad technique that dangerous? Yeah. It's not. 100, yeah. 80, yeah. Yeah. You know, but you can sort of go, oh, 30, I want you to do it like this. And you might see him do a set that's fucking rank. Yeah. But you you might say, all right, we need to do this. And, and then that slowly gets better, slowly gets better, slowly gets better. Because they're going to be picking up 30, 40 kilos every day with bad technique anyway. That's it. And then you try and just teach them what they should be doing rather than being like, oh, you can't hinge, so we're going to do all this crazy corrective stuff yeah, before yeah. we even get to like kicking the footy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep, I, get I, you. I was talking to Blake about that last night because he, he was um, helping one of his mates out and he sort of said like with the, with the Dow stick, there just wasn't enough weight in it. Yeah. He sort of said, give him the bar and I sort of used that thing. I was like, mate, He's, he works as a, like, you know, a laborious job. Yep. He's going to be picking up 50, 60 kilos a day, like items a day anyway. That's it. So he, you can give him a bar with like ten, a five each side. That's more for adults. When it comes to kids, I feel like there, there can still be, you can sort of play with that, but it's just scaled to their level. Yeah. So you're not going to give them 30 if yeah. they only weigh 15, that's 20 right. kilos. Yeah, that's double what body do, weight. What for do kids so. weigh anyway? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So... You're not going to go and give them all this like 
weird corrective stuff. You're going to get them doing yeah. body weight stuff, and you're just going and to and obviously cue them. the other thing is just we're not if if they are struggling to you know maintain good positions and stuff, we're not going to increase that load every single week. And yeah, do these well, things like we do yeah, with people. Yeah, yeah. So you know we're just working on like you said. That's the thing. Like, proper technique. That's why movement. I hate using the term resistance training. I just feel like it's just I don't know like preparation, athletic preparation, yeah. or yeah, whatever it en- ends up being because resistance training like. It's, it can be body weight for years. Yeah. It can be body weight. Yep. So it doesn't, for me, that always, oh, big bang. Who's that? Two points that? in it, five minutes to go. This dude's going crazy. Oh. So Steve Kerr. He's not um, Where were we? So yeah, it's, I hate using that term resistance training. Um, so like, you, you don't do a screening either, do you? I just do the same as you. If now. someone, I'd take them through a quick, you know, um, squat test, yeah, a hinge test, push Seeing, pull. Like I, I love that. I'm not so, sure who came up with it, but someone, someone termed it. Every rep is a screen. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the big one for me. If someone comes in with an injury, pre-existing injury, I will like yeah, have a look a at different. them and be like, all right, we're going to do this, this, this. Yep. Can you can you do these sort of tasks? And then, but guess what? The the stuff sort of boils down to being the same. I want them to be squatting. Yeah. Like what sort of squat can they do? Um, I want them to be hinging, pushing and pulling. So it all comes back to those big movements because that like creates the basis for them getting better. Yep. Um, I could talk on screens for ages, man. What about the um, the age? Like, this is a big thing. I remember they were saying when they asked what age you get them into the gym, What what's a good time to get them started? You know the best time to get them started? Yeah. When they want to. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> That's probably a good starting point. And like, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like, oh, you're eight now. Yeah. Because 10 days ago you weren't ready. Yeah. But now you are. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It's like, it's more like, do you want to come to the gym? Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Sweet. Let's and go. I'll teach some, you something. There's probably some 10, 10 year olds that are more ready to get into the gym yeah. than some 16 oh, year olds as and well. And I suppose so. if a kid, I know when I was a, a youngster, I wanted to be, like, I wanted to play rugby for Australia, rugby league as well. Yep. I want to play rugby league for Australia. So, like, if your kid came to you and said that, you'd be like, oh, well, you've got to grow up to be big and strong. Yeah. You probably need to get in the gym. And then, you know, it'll come from that. It's not like, all right, we're going to the gym tomorrow. Oh, well, it, parents can have their own way of doing it, I suppose. You're not going to tell someone that they should or shouldn't, but yep. the kid's got to want to be there. You, you shouldn't be forcing them because it's not going to, they're not going to take to it long term, you wouldn't think. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, that's my my sort of. Uh, and I reckon the other thing it. is, um, when are they ready to get in the gym? Is probably if they're ready to be playing organised sport, they're pretty much ready yeah. to be in the gym and, too. And the aren't gym, they, so. the gym could seriously be running, jumping, crawling. Yeah. Um, like climbing a rope. So that's even from like six years of age. Yeah, really, man, isn't that's it? So. that's what they do. They do that at like what's those like little gym. Well, that's what like gym my son's doing at the MMA. They stuff, were doing man. bloody dips, push-ups, yeah, battle it, ropes last night. They were... It doesn't need to be anything that's like that looks like a uh, a gym sesh. Yeah, if you know what I mean. It doesn't need to be anything like that. It can just be like hopscotch. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. I'm going to do that next week, actually, with the kids. I'm going to play some hopscotch. I mean, I see you do some of those games. I want to join in sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I love those games. Yeah, they're good fun. I want to take so. them. Um, yeah, well, I, that's one thing. I, I want to try and, like, um, you know, expand on that. And I think we can we can make them, those sessions even even funner, even better. Yeah. You know? Um, where oh. were we, bro? Where were we? So uh, the the big thing is uh, educating parents on the benefits, which we sort of just went over. Yep. Um, and also the risks. So I think a lot of people, you know, 
that have done some resistance training think they know what should what should and shouldn't be done and we get you get you see it all the time people that have been training for 15 years and are and have and have made progress in spite of what they've done yeah you know what i mean and they've still got pretty average technique they've still got that and then they pass it on down sort of misinformation yeah. and that's where you know we need to educate parents about you know our expertise in that area yeah um and i sort of say that all the time to you that we need to educate everyone on our expertise in that area yeah. um but definitely when it comes to training children so when they come and they the first thing they think is oh you're not going to put them under a big heavy barbell and stuff and it's like they've done i know with the strong kids i think they did three sessions where we actually used the barbell yeah and it was a 16 kilo barbell and they were already doing you know the 12 and 16 kilo kettlebells yeah and then the kettlebells are kind of hard for a kid to hold on their chest and so do a goblet squat a so like they were like oh why haven't we been doing these before um so yeah educating them on the risks of st- things like overtraining injury risk most of the ri- uh, the injuries that come from kids uh, when it comes to training are accidental yeah so it's about making sure that they know the rules of the, the gym the rules of the gym they know not to run around they know how to adjust the equipment yeah yep. in terms of j hooks and, and safeties and stuff like that um so that's important as well um Moving um, on. The other one as well is what about um, like the uh, the growth spurts in some kids as well. Like so I remember reading a fair bit about you know that sudden growth spurt that some kids had, and I've got one of my clients, Hunter, that's gone through this a little bit. Where he's yeah, yeah, shot his, up, hasn't he? He just quickly went bang and shot up a little bit, and I noticed just in his squatting technique and all that, just it changed a fair bit, and his, he was finding it hard to get his his body awareness almost a little bit. Yep. So we had to. We took the barbell away for a fair while, just got him goblet squatting. Yeah, just he was goblets the other day, wasn't he? Yeah, he just... Man, I love a goblet squat. I, ref... yeah. I reckon they're underrated, eh? Oh, big I time. Really I love like the... Them, I'm the same. I love the goblet squat. Yeah, I really like them. That's, I it's... said that to Blakey as well um, with, with one of his fellas he was, he was training with. I was like, man, just get him goblet squatting for now. Yep. He'll be, he'll be sweet. He'll sort it out. That's... Um, and you've got that sort of anchor on the front the weight on the front sort of lets you sort of sit back into a little bit yeah um it's just sometimes it's a lot easier whereas the barbell tends, you down. tends to pitch people forward a little bit yep um big fan of the uh of the goblet so yeah when it comes That's... to the growth spurts it, i think it's um it's more about just letting the kids know that you know that that uh i don't know there is these these areas of adjustment yeah so yeah. you know you will and you'll you find you, up and you'll you find you you know I said that's what I said to Hunter as well you'll find your feet again with this as well once you've you know yep. found where your body's back out again a little bit so that's it Toronto have I taken never, the lead bro I never had that issue so it was alright yeah are you still I waiting? don't think I ever had a are proper growth are you waiting growth spurt? on your growth spurt bro <laughs> still waiting dude yeah. they've taken the lead 103 oh, man, to they're 97 far out man they're three minutes from being the champs oh this is dude damn I was Canada come on Golden State Dude's got his shirt off. <laughs> that guy's my hero. I think that might be a bit early. All right, man. Um, the other thing is, yeah, uh, the the sort of in these guidelines here for coaches, um, they should participate in a variety of sports. So um, it wouldn't just be like weightlifting, weightlifting, weightlifting from like the age of eight. Yeah. It wouldn't be, you know, soccer, 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 soccer from the age of eight. It normally is. Um, but a variety of sports is going to be more beneficial. And then yep. they will find the one that they sort of uh, they gravitate towards. Yep. Uh, when it comes to rep ranges, higher repetitions, uh, moderate load, um, the kids are going to adapt fa- at a faster rate than um, 
higher intensity, lower load. Yep. That's a safety thing as well. Yep. You don't want them to be doing heavy fives and stuff like that. Well, that's As- Asuka's got that, that one to four level thing, I think. You know, six to nine year olds, level one. Yeah. You know, 60% of one RM, I think it is. Okay. Working up to like around the 15 yeah, but even and... Even still, it's like you haven't calculated their one RM. Yeah, that's yeah, it. For too. me, I'm so, like, a kid hasn't done their one RM. Like, but even you know, you know, just saying that sixty percent of what their yeah, what their maximum will you know, what yeah. you think would be around. I've their done maximum. tests with our juniors once, so the, and juniors, I say the swimmers. Yeah. We did a trap bar lift, and I I let them work up, and they were there was all a fair bit in the tank for most of them. Yeah. And that's in two years we've done one, yeah, like right. little like yeah, you can we're going to work up to a heavy one trap bar. Yep. Um, and there, there's just no need for it. Like, why do you need to know their their one RMs? You can estimate it and just yeah. estimate it off their training loads. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's more well, it's of a an F like an RPE base yeah, or an effort exactly, based. Yeah. It's like, how did that feel? Like, so it's you, more like a six RPE. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. So you want them to be in that mid range um, most of the time. Yeah. You just you're just never going to put them under weight unless they're like really technically sound or they're they're a, a youth athlete that wants to be a strength athlete yeah that's it Unless there's just gonna... no need for it at that's all it. and i'm feeling like there's no need until you're sort of like 16 plus yeah with some some real time under your belt that's it um so yeah the high intensity low volume training programs are not as effective so i would keep things in that sort of 10 to 15 uh rep range yep um and obviously lifting heavier at the expense of technique uh, will increase the risk of injury, which is for everyone. Yep. All right. So when we're looking at injury risk, they did, uh, what did they do? Injuries per 100 hours of participation. So every sport, uh, this is from Riley et al. in 2002, every sport, except, or most of them, are under one injury per 100 hours, right? UK rugby, 1.9 injuries per 100 hours. Uh, South African rugby, 0.7 injuries per 100 hours. Uh, UK basketball, what's that? 1.03. The thing that got me is school child soccer, 6.2. All right. And you know what? So that's like everyone else is like 0.1, 0.2 for all these different sports. Like cross country was zero. So no injuries in 100 hours on yeah, average. Right. Um, UK athletics, 0.36. And then um, soccer, 6.2. And I was just like, fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, just actually, like, actually, what sort of injuries are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, what sort of injuries? <laughs> like, oh, he, like, oh, he bumped into me. <laughs> so that was funny to me, man, just looking through looking through this. I was um, wondering where you were going with that. And I was like, oh, yeah, now I know. Yeah, looking through this study. So they were sort of um, comparing weight training. So per 100 hours of weight training, it was 0.0035 injuries per 100 hours. Yeah. And weight lifting, which is different to weight training, so Olympic weight lifting, Point zero zero one seven, yeah, per hundred hours. So when you look at sports, weight training, weight lifting, yep, uh, well, compared to soccer anyway, yeah. um, d- there's just way less injuries. Oh, big time! Isn't way it? less injuries. So I think if it's since I started doing powerlifting compared soccer. to like injuries that I've got 
compared to like playing footy as a kid like it's just a hell yeah. of a lot less there's so much more control there's so much more less risk yeah. of things going wrong yeah and um like oh. i said most of the oh boogie what was that a, back is that a foul they're only one point down here no foul. Nah, it's in the rim though it's in the rim so yeah the um when it comes to sports weightlifting and weight training are uh relatively risk-free really most of the most of the injuries um, come from accidents, like I said. Yeah. So you've just got to have those procedures in place. Like for me with the with the kids, they basically don't touch anything that's going to hurt them. Yeah. Like the kettlebells are there. I mean, they, I suppose they could drop it on their foot or something, but yeah, they that's about it. You know what I mean? There's and there's only really that you can do. Yeah. I suppose there could be soft tissue injuries, but. The, the load's not there to create that sort of trauma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not going to tear a peck or something doing some, like, light <laughs> floor presses. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get them to grab a 10-kilo plate and they do, like, 15 floor presses. Like, it's not putting them at risk. Nah. The biggest risk there is would be, like, yeah, like, clipping their chin with it or something or yeah. hitting themselves yeah. in the face, which isn't... You'd say that's an accident. Yes. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? It's not like a went too hard, tore my peck. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to injury risk, obviously, the... Um, Looking at kids, the taller, weaker kids um, have a greater chance of injury. Yep. Um, and I would say they're probably the more uncoordinated ones. And that's that going back a, to that um, that growth spurt thing. That can yeah. happen too. They lengthen themselves out. That you know the knee yep. valgus sort of thing yep. happens a little bit more. So the, I feel like they uh, the the sort of taller yep. they get, um, the uh, less control. Yep. They get so the the, the taller they go they, through that gangly stage. Yeah, 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 that's the gang. Oh, I yeah. never got that gangly yeah, stage. Yeah, never there. Um, the other thing so. is, uh, so this is looking at injuries in sort of like American football from like twelve to eighteen year olds. The the injured players were normally shorter uh, and lighter, um, and they were more likely to be injured when they were matched with you know heavier players. Heavier, it's like more watching my son players. play for you because yeah. he's the smallest guy and he gets that's, thrown around like a rag doll. <laughs> that, that's fine. exactly it, man. So. Yeah. Um, there's definitely when I when I was sort of talking about that resiliency, that's where the off-field preparation can help. Yeah. Um, so now you're not as, you know, not as weak. You're stronger. You're going to be more resilient. You can play your sport. Yep. With less risk of injury. This is huge, man. Oh, that might be huge. Ooh. Dude, one and a half to go. What time you need to be out of here? About half an hour. Yep. Ah, right, sweet. So there's a little Ooh. bit on. Um, on sort of uh, youth resistance training. Is there anything else we need to add to that? Um, so I would just say like, just be wary, especially when it comes to like our strong kids program. I'm, I'm trying to teach the kids the fundamentals. So I get them jumping. I get them skipping. I get them crawling. Yep. Um, they squat. I try to teach them a hinge, but most of them want to turn it into a squat still. Um, oh, dude, that's huge. Who hit that? Curry. Must have been. Yeah, so don't think of uh, resistance training. Kawhi. Oh, oh. oh man. Oh, no. Oh, man. It's 103 all with a minute to go, guys. So Steph Curry is cooking. Oh, that's a huge pass. Oh, Thompson. That's an even better pass. That's in. Oh, shit. That was massive, man. That was big play. That was pure that was... Warriors basketball, that. That was huge. Timeout. How many hands? Do you they just knew that was going in. Dude, like, how many hands? You knew do that they was going slap? in. 
when they get a good shot in though. Look at this pass Look from how Draymond. Free they man. Look at oh, it's Igadala, and then Draymond. Dude, that's a huge three. Massive. That's play. massive. Look at Jerebko, like yes, I'm going to possibly get a ring. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I want everyone to if you if you're still listening this deep in. Um, <laughs> That when people say like training for kids, it's not just barbell, it's not weights. Yeah, my kids haven't touched a dumbbell. Obviously, like there's less control with a dumbbell, that sort of stuff. So they're holding like kettlebells for me have been big ones, like um, kettlebell deadlifts. They do what else? Do they do um, they'll goblet squat with a a light dumbbell. Yeah, because the kettlebell's too hot, too big to goblet squat with. They'll floor press with a plate. Yep. Um, they'll do push-ups. They'll do sit-ups. Lots of body weights and base stuff. Yeah, uh, ring rows, all that yep. sort of stuff. Um, and it's just general physical preparation for them. It's not. I don't even like calling it weight training or resistance training. Yep. Yep. It's it's just exercise, really. At the end of the day, it's exercise, physical activity. It's gonna teach them some basics. So when I said yesterday to the kids, what do we have to think about when we squat? And then it was sort of back straight, sit up tall. Yeah. Um, what else do they say? Like knees with your feet. That was a big one. I was like, yes. These kids so, are onto it. Yeah, they're onto it. And then, you know, one out of the four squats was still like a little bit all over the place. But, you know, they're learning. They know they're, these, picking they're starting to pick things up, you know what I they mean? They know the things they should be That's working exactly on too. So. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit on uh, youth resistance training, youth training, whatever you want to call it. It's definitely beneficial. I would get your kids into training as soon as they show an interest, basically, like I said, yeah. if they come and say, I want to play rugby for Australia or something like that, that's cross court. Yep. Um, then just, you know, say, oh, you might want to get into some training. Is that cross court? Yeah, I think it was. Oh, they got the ball from it anyway. We've got a few listener topics to come uh, to, come to, but we're going to watch the uh, basketball. Last 30 seconds here. Last 30 seconds. Oh, oh Larry. Oh, did he get fouled? Fouled. Shit. Here's a pressure. Three oh, wait, goals. no. Goaltend. Oh, was it? Dude, was that? Was that a goaltend? Ooh, close. It has to be on its way down, doesn't it? I'm not sure, man. Yeah, I'm not sure what the rules are. Let's go is. live here. Oh, here we go. Yeah, sorry for you guys listening on the actual podcast, because we're watching the basketball. Now. No, I reckon he's all right. It's 106 to 105 if they let him keep that two points, unless it was a goal 10. This is episode uh, 14 of the podcast, but we're doing it uh, watching some basketball. So we're going to get into uh, our listener topics in a little bit, but 30 seconds left. If Toronto win this, they are NBA champions. Oh, hey, guys. I'm going to wave at them. There you go. Hey, who's, who's on live? There's a few, Claire. I thought you were working hard, Claire. <laughs> ha. Yeah, people can just skip Swizzes. it. Skip it on the podcast. Sup, Court? <laughs> I hope you don't want spoilers about the basketball. Yeah. Wait, is the house clean? Yeah, somewhat. <laughs> Kelly will yell at me, man. So yeah, we're just getting this podcast done. We're going to oh, get into some uh, what happened listener topics. 15 seconds to go. Golden State are up by one point. Oh, this is a huge finish. Foul? Yeah. Oh, block foul. 
Ooh. Oh, sorry, man, if you didn't want to know the score. <laughs> Shit. This is big, though. 15 seconds. This 15 seconds could go for about five minutes. Yeah, that's true. Should we get on to these topics? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Justin, Matthews, he's been sending me topics every day, all day, mate. Shout out, Justin. And I didn't shout him out last time. He sent us one. Oh, God. Here we oh, go. God. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, oh, way off. Oh, shit. Warriors won. God damn it. Now he had the chance. He had the he chance had to just win the whole thing. The whole thing was on that shot just there. Oh, no. Shit. Um, that was huge. By the way, if you didn't know, if you haven't been following, Kevin Durant um, came back from his calf injury and then got re-injured. And I don't think Jeremy Lin that got three. on the court. Three wasn't even but close. Kyle, Kyle Lowry just had a shot to win the whole thing, the whole championship, and he didn't hit the ring. Why didn't they just go for a two? They didn't need a three. Oh. He, if they end up losing, they're not, he's not going to be happy with that. All right, let's get to these, man. Yep. We'll keep the live on. We'll keep the live going. No one's watching anyway. All right, so <laughs> this is from um, Justin. He's been, like I said, he's been sending me a fair few. He wants to talk about things that smart people should talk about, though. And I say, uh, man, this is not for me. That's not our style, It's not mate. for us. That's not our style. We're not smart enough. <laughs> so um, this one's good, though. If you had to choose one exercise for biceps and triceps... What would it be? If you're watching on the live, what would it be? Tell us. What would it be? Yours. I'm going to go with uh, my favourites, chin-ups, dips. Dude! Uh, you were 100%. Saying, that's exactly... I was, I was going to go... But a little bit of... But you got to do it with a really slow eccentric. Oh, and then, no. then you really get the burn. So. No, no. Um, I'm talking... I was going to go... Yeah. Yeah, same. Eight-second eccentrics, you know. Up... Eight seconds down, man. That's oh, it. Got dude. Nothing better on the burn on the biceps. No, no, no. See, I'm going, I'm going chins. Yep. I did just standard chins. Yep. Like I always talk about three tens on the patio, chin-ups. Uh, I didn't do heaps of dips, but when I think of triceps, I was like, oh, are you going to do like a skull crusher? And I'm like, what it's nah, you gotta get nah. dips. I was thinking that Because eventually you can train dips super heavy. Yeah. Like... To, to start with, you're just going to go body weight, right? And then, but you can train dips real heavy. Yeah. And I think it's it's not just that like, it's a shoulder and elbow exercise rather than just a, a standard like skull crushers. Really, just a an elbow only exercise. Yep. You can get a big load on the old dips still, can't you? Yeah. So, so dips with a dip and chins belt. too with a belt. Oh, definitely. And chins just volume. Yeah. Uh, Golden State just won, Blake. They won by a point. Kyle Lowry had a shot from the corner. To win the whole thing, and he hit. That was I think he hit the back Curry. of the backboard, man. He didn't even hit the ring. So yeah, I'm gonna wave at everyone as well. I'm not sure if people get these notifications anyway. There we go. There we go. So yeah, the uh, it'll go back to San Francisco. Yeah, we're going to Game Seven here. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Oof. Game Seven. You reckon Durant will come back? No. <laughs> He'll come out with a wheelchair, eh? Yeah, wait, uh, and Blakey Durant got injured again too. He did his calf again, his Achilles. Um, so, yeah, we're both going to go. That's an awesome question, uh, Justin. Shout out to Justin. Uh, we're both going to go dips yep. and chin-ups. So, yeah. palms towards you. Is that what you supinated. call it? I always, I've always called that a chin-up. Chin-up, Yep, chin-up, up. supinated and pronated yeah. pull-up. Yep. Yeah. All right, sweet. Moving on. This one was from... Uh, I'm going to stop the live here. Later. End. 
Um, we'll share that too. Uh, this one was from uh, George Studd that I played uh, rugby with in Durham. He is a strength and conditioning coach at Bath University now. Yep. Mate, the, the uni sport, it's not, obvious, it's not college sport, obviously, like the US, but the uni sport in the UK is pretty sweet, man. Yeah. Like they've got good systems across the board. Even when I was at, like I was playing, uh, when I was playing in Durham, I was playing for Durham City, but I did a bit of coaching for like the third grade team. Um, at Durham University it's just awesome man like we don't have that in Australia yeah, it right. fucking sucks you leave high school and you might have good high school sport like footy, cricket that sort of stuff we had a good rugby comp you get to uni there's no sport involved yeah in you're it. right eh? yeah. there's just no what do they call it varsity sport yeah um, but yeah he's a S&C coach down in Bath now at Bath University which would be a sweet gig um, and he wanted to know so this is like an open ended question how strong is strong enough yep um, you take it away well Probably at first it depends on what you're doing, what what your sport. Yeah, yep. you know, if you, I mean, if you're a powerlifter, there's certain like the, you're never strong enough. You're never strong enough, exactly. <laughs> That's why you keep training. So, yeah. um, I've, well, I've, if, I suppose you're strong enough if you're winning your weight class. Yeah. At the world champs. Yep. That means you're strong enough. That's it. So, that uh, how many people, how many weight classes, depending what what division you're in, uh, or what federation. I suppose there's what. 10 weight classes each for males and females? That, is there 10? Uh, well, it depends what federation you're in. It depends on federation So there's like, as well. what, 20 people in they the world put, um, that are strong enough. They put that, um, they put their averages up the other I day on that. that open powerlifting. Yeah, that was which interesting, is man. quite interesting. We just said like... I wasn't five, too far off shit. Hey, I was up. I was, I was like... My I'm, total was up where the 80, 90 kilo guys. Dude, I'm like, hell like, yeah. Well, so, I'm obviously a subpar powerlifter. <laughs> like, I haven't put up a good total. Like, I'm very aware of that, that yeah. I'd need to be like... At 90 kilos, you want to be like 700 and you're starting to be all right? No, no. That, I think it was at 90 kilos, it was like 550, 600. No, yeah. 90 was, yeah, 600 Yeah, so total. I was like, oh, so that's, that's all right. Yeah, I was like, that's the average. I sort of felt good. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's not and lost that, to me. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first got in, I think it was Brett Crenchaeus had a little thing up, like when should you first do a powerlifting competition? Yeah. And his guide was something like, uh, bench your body weight one and a half times squat two times deadlift as a sort of that's yeah that's the sort of and I, I've always gone with that one but to be yep. honest the more and more I've gone into it like people are just getting stronger yeah that actually isn't that great anymore nah. now so you nah, know you probably not. and that's for guys you want your body girls. weight for 10 really on the bench yeah yeah you want and you want a oh you probably want a, a nearly two and a half dead and a, and a two squat yep like in terms of times body weight so if you're 100 you want to be squatting 200. Yep. You want to be benching this is 100 for, like, for 10, which is going to be around the 130 mark. Yep. Um, and this, that's more for like sanction based. Like when people say for novice comp, it's like, when's oh, a man. good start? And it's like, hey, when it doesn't you can matter. Do, when, when you can you, do all three When you can movements. do all three lifts and you can actually do them with technique and yeah, form, that, and then you're ready to go. That's exactly it. When you look at um, other sports, so that's strength sports. Obviously, there's no, there's no ceiling. You want to just keep getting stronger because that's the name of the game. Yep. But when you look at um, something like, say, basketball, because we're watching it now, we're watching the highlights are going, um, yeah, because the game's finished, the highlights are going on. Um, you look at basketball and you could say, all right, name of the game is, obviously, it's highly skilled, but having a better like power base is going to make you better at like performing your skill. Yeah. Right? So um, if you continuously increase these guys' strength, um, to a certain degree, their power output's going to continually increase. Um, it's more of a 
uh, I wouldn't say risk reward, but a time, how much time do you have to put into getting super strong? Yeah. How's that going to impact your other uh, abilities? Yep. Um, it's a it, bit more of a balancing act, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is more of a balancing act. So it might be good. Oh, so-and-so got so much stronger, uh, put 50 kilos on his on his squat in the off-season. Now he can jump an inch or two higher. Yeah. Um, but that time wasn't spent on his post moves. Is he a, is he a better athlete? Is he a better basketballer because yeah. of that? So yeah. it's uh, you've got to take all those things into account and uh, this isn't lost on George I think it's yeah. um, his it's it's just a good question to ask because it you know it has uh, has us the other ones going over things and, strong and enough is it, uh, injury prevention stuff as that's well, it as well are you, too, are you, you know, strong like enough to too. perform at the level that you want yeah or need to be performing at yeah um, so when you look at say someone like myself um, like I'm, I'm training for a, an ultra marathon and I would say I'm definitely strong enough yeah, you know, and someone might keep breaking down, um, and they might have a lot of running under their legs, but then they keep breaking down, and then you look at their their sort of training history, and they're not strong enough. Yeah, and that's what's causing their injuries. Yep. Um, whereas you know, if they've if they've done a bit of off field stuff and they've increased their strength, they might be more resilient to be able to handle the workload that they're trying to put through. Um, it it it's really it it is a balancing act. That's right. It's it's not like a. Uh, a definitive answer yeah and like yep. I was saying that George knows that as well yep. um, I think I feel like if uh, you've always got those players that are more of a they might have like better agility they might have better skills yep and they rely on those things more than strength yep so smarter players yeah so for me I'm always like what if they were stronger though yeah because people use the argument like you know such and such good athlete didn't do strength training. I'm like, well, just imagine if they did. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's my that's always my sort of counter argument. Yeah. So just imagine if, you know, Clay Thompson could could jump two inches higher. Yeah. Like he would be he would get those extra rebounds, he would get those extra shots off, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so and people say, Oh, you don't need to because such and such is like, Yeah, but what if? What if they did? So that's a good question. I, was, yep. I feel like you could speak about it for ages. So for strength sports, you're never strong enough. Yep. Um, for every every other sport, it's a bit of a balancing act between the um, the abilities that you need for said sport, like skill wise. Yep. Um, and how much time you can spend on on getting strong. Um, but I'd say a stronger athlete is always better. Get two LeBrons. You want a stronger one. That's it. Right, it makes sense, right? You're always going to take the strong one. He's going to last longer in games. He's going to get less fatigue, less injuries. Yep. And he's going to be able to have, you know, uh, a greater output in terms of power, strength, which means better box outs, better post moves, more rebounds. We're going very basketball based today. Yeah, oh man, well, we're sitting <laughs> it's there watching it's on here on the show. Yeah, yeah. So. De- definitely very basketball. <laughs> um, oh, well, let's take yeah, it to a good example. Take so. it to rugby, and that's even easier because it's more of a strength sport than basketball yeah. is. So you have two players equal, you know, equal skill base. Yeah, you're going to take the stronger one. That's it. Always. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. What, what was Mark Bell's old bloody uh, thing? Strength is never a weakness, sort of thing. That's it. Um, all right. Two more. This is a big one I wanted to talk on. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say big one that I wanted to talk on, but it's been getting a, a fair bit of airplay in some podcasts and um, some stuff I've been listening to, uh, and it was on the news. This is why um, yep. Sarah asked me, Sarah Dennis, 
Um, she asked if uh, I think she was watching. Oh shit, we got nah, about good. twelve minutes. Yep, you're good. All right. Um, she was watching Sunday. Was it Project Sunday something? Um, Sunday Stories, and um, she asked if I uh, would ever consider hiking Mount Everest. And from what I've heard uh, lately, I probably wouldn't. You want to live? Yeah, because <laughs> so. I want to live. Um, so apparently, uh, with the with Everest, because it's like, what would you call it? Adventure tourism or something like that. There's all these like. There's all there's all these sort of uh, tours, tour guides, all this sort of stuff. Like the, it, it's a tourism thing now. Yeah. Um. So there's that many people apparently. If you haven't, if you're not around this story, there's that many people that were on Everest, um, and they were all bunkered down because of uh, poor weather. So they they couldn't they couldn't sort of go to the summit. And then obviously, throughout that time, more people are getting to whatever camp they're at. I don't think it's base camp. It's like further up. Yeah. But more people are coming in. So now there's heaps of people there. Then all of a sudden, the weather opens up and you're going to be able to make it to the summit in regards to the weather. So all these people, like on the same day, well, same sort of time, all try and get up to the summit. And you've got some of those people that have trained to go up there um, that are trying to acclimatize that are doing it without supplemental oxygen, and then you've basically got these tourists. Yeah. Um, the guys and I use to... that too because you have to be pretty fit to to even do it with supplemental oxygen. Like you have to be yeah, like yeah, a bit of an a... animal anyway. Yeah. Um, but you've got these other people that are are getting sherpas to carry all their gear. Yeah. They get they they have supplemental oxygen on the um, mountain. Um, this is just my take on it as well. So I might be wrong in a little in a few regards here, but yeah. you got these people that are doing it and trying to do it. Uh, off their own back, basically. And then you've got these other people that are taking supplemental oxygen, all that sort of stuff. But because there's so many people trying to get to the summit on the same day, on the same path, that they're actually slowing other people down. Yeah. And then they're getting exposed to altitude for too long or they're running out of supplemental oxygen and they're not in shape to to be up there without it. Yeah. Uh, and then people are basically just dropping dead because there's a line yeah. to the summit. Because people are getting exposed to the altitude um, and the you know, well, the weather and, and and the conditions for too long because they're basically waiting on other people. Yeah. Um, there was a story of some dude was like, like I don't know, I don't even know, like half an hour from the summit and was just like, nah, got to go back, like because he just couldn't wait for people. So yeah, he's no. like, oh, yeah, didn't make it to the summit because I was gonna die if I tried to because I had to wait. Because you're only How as fast as be, you're like, only as fast as the slowest person. Yeah. And there was that picture uh, someone put up, and there was like 200 people wow. just on the ridge, and you, there's only like one line to take from that part. I think you can um, you can summit it from both sides, the Nepal side and the Tibetan side. I think. Yeah. Right. The northern side's supposed to be like way rougher, but apparently, yeah, there's just like dead bodies up there. People <laughs> and like Sherpas carrying dead bodies down. So I feel like um, uh, like. Fuck, fuck, if you get a, you go to a porter or a Sherpa, you're a piece of shit. I know it gives money to them and stuff like that. I'll be like, carry yeah. your own fucking bag, man. <laughs> I'm not big on that. Like, getting someone to carry your bag and like say, oh, I climbed Everest. Yeah. How does how would that if you got up there right and you climbed it and someone carried your bag, how would you feel about the actual achievement of doing it? You know what I mean? I'd yeah. be like, I know deep within me that this dude. <laughs> Just carried my whatever, 20, 30 kilos, food, water. Yeah. 
up half of it for. I just feel like it's not so that it's, much it's of an not, achievement because this dude's here. Like it's not so epic now that it, it's to do it, isn't it? It's not it's epic at all, man. To do on your bucket list, yeah, sort of situation. Tourism thing, and obviously they they have those passes. Um, that they that you pay for, yeah, and that's like income for the locals and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, apparently it's a bit of a mess at the moment as well. Yeah, like right. um, all the people at base camp, like uh, litter, food, um, like uh, the sanitary stuff. Like there's hundred people there, hundred people have gone to the toilet. Yeah, you know what I mean. So apparently it's a bit of a a shit fight, literally, yeah, right. um, in some parts. So I would, I would like. If I ha- ever had the chance and the resources, I'd definitely like to do it. Yeah. But I'm the kind of idiot that would be like, let's go from the north side because I heard it's harder. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of climbing crazy hills, man, or I wouldn't say hills, mountains, um, I watched that Dawn Wall on Netflix. Yeah. You have to watch it. Okay. You have to watch that. It's like nothing I've ever seen. I was talking to the boys about it in the gym and, I, and they were like, calm down, mate. It's, <laughs> it pumped me up so much, man. You need to watch it. So if anyone hasn't seen The Dawn Wall, it's on Netflix. It's about rock climbing. Um, it's probably a little bit more than rock climbing. It's fucking insane. Gets you pretty motivated. Dude, it's um, insane. I'll, I'll get onto it. Yeah, The Dawn Wall. So yeah, definitely I'd, I'd have a crack at Everest. Um, I'm trying to plan on doing some sort of I wouldn't say hiking, but like longer endurance and stuff. That's like a a bit of an achievement. I'm sort of starting to think about. You're um, gonna go big in the 52 now. We're gonna. Oh, I'm pumped on that. One of those. What are they? Some of the ones that get ridiculous. They're like over 100. Yeah, I, I, that'll be like more running based. I think I'll be smart and go to like 50, yeah, 80, work your 100. Way out, not yeah. just go like oh 100. Um, but yeah, I, I was thinking of maybe um, like something like the Cape to Cape. Yep. My brother put in my head maybe um, trying to do Kokoda Trail, yep. which is actually shorter than the Cape to Cape, but obviously way more hills and way more fucking brutal. Yep. Um, stuff like that interests me um, probably just as much, and I think it's a little bit more accessible than Everest. Everest, you like to get over there, you it's need a bit all of a trek. You go, <laughs> go look at how much like some of those like jackets and shit you need are. Yeah. Like fuck. Yeah. You spend ten grand at Kathmandu before you even left the place, mate. <laughs> All right, so moving on. You need to get out of here. Yep. Let's go. What's Sauce the oh, in this... the fridge or the cupboard, brother. Yeah. Talk to me. All right, so this is my... I'm the old fence sitter on this, on this but... <laughs> you know what? Sitter, he's like, you know what well, I leave it on the bench. S- you know what I want to say about this? Why does it fucking matter? That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. At the end of the day... Oh, dude, I'm with you, you on know, some like, of these things. You know how people are like, oh, what? pineapple on pizza. I'm like, hey... Shut the fuck yeah. up. I'm, I'm just saying Eat well. it. That's it. Nah, I and don't know. And if you don't like it, don't eat that pizza. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I'm just... Uh, where is it? Where, I, you know what? I think oh, that's I what I want to know. Like, I think sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'll go in the car. Yeah, if it's cold, where, hey, I'll put it in the fridge. Where is the sauce? Because I'm trying to fucking have some. So where is it? Is it yeah. in the cupboard or is it in the fridge? We've got tomato sauce in this house goes in the cupboard. <laughs> We've got uh, shiracha chili sauce goes in the fridge. Yeah. Um... That's basically it, man. Yeah, I'm what like, I just, sauce do you have? I don't even know where I put. Is it. I think it's random. Sauce? Nah, it's yeah. not. Mayonnaise. Mayo's got to go in the fridge, doesn't it? it oh, actually, no, but it's one of those. Well, weird I think ones it people... goes. It goes in the cupboard <laughs> yeah. when it's not open. That's right. Then you open it. And that's what I was going to say. Which is what's supposed to happen with sauce as well. Right? With tomato sauce, I think. So once it's open, it goes in the fridge. It's supposed to. Yeah. 
Um, but it's not that bad if it doesn't, is it? Fuck no. And does it make any difference to the taste? I, I would say because you're putting it on something hot normally... You don't want it to be you cold. You don't want it to be cold. Yeah, I guess that's... yeah. So you heard it here first. Doesn't it doesn't matter. fucking matter. <laughs> um, nah, but... Uh, yeah, it, just where is the sauce? I, it doesn't bother me either way. That's all I'm saying. I need some yeah. sauce, so where is it? That's yeah. all as long as there's sauce there. I'm yeah, happy. that's it. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope you've enjoyed that. Troy needs to get out of here. Um, so do I. Um, so basically, thanks again for listening. Make sure you hit that five star and leave us a review on iTunes. Um, sorry about watching basketball. It was pretty disrespectful. Watching I think basketball. we did pretty well not to get too distracted yeah. at the same time. So. It, it still... ended up being a very big game. Um, very good game. Uh, make sure you give us a review on iTunes. Um, tag us in your screenshots. Follow us on Instagram at smiths underscore fitness and... Troy Abbott PT Instagram and then Strengthletics Facebook. That's the one. Uh, as always, if you haven't come down to the gym... What are you waiting for? We've got everything you need to get strong, fit, and start kicking ass. As always, coaching and programming is included. Uh, We've got group sessions Monday, Tuesday, Thursday at 5.30 p.m., and then Tuesday and Thursday at 6 a.m. We could possibly be adding some more soon. Um, So we've got those going. We've got open gym use, 24-7 access if you need it, powerlifting specific equipment, the... Team prep, we didn't really touch on it. Team prep is going to start soon. Oh, for Perth Cup. We've got a big, Cup. big team coming. Yeah, we've got 10 plus, man, which yep, is awesome. Um, the atmosphere down the gym is awesome when everyone's in there chucking some weight around and getting stuck Especially on Especially with this mono now. It's going to be... It, man. It's quite nice. It's going to be fun. Uh, new members always get a free week trial. So get on down to Helmshaw Way in Port Kennedy and join the crew later. Peace. Yep. What time is it? I better get going straight away. <laughs> <laughs>